This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. We do have a, uh, a situation uh, in the NFL. That situation is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, now, he uh, talked with Pat McAfee, not A.J. Hawk, but Pat McAfee only uh, a couple days ago about his plans for the future, his Instagram post, the um, appreciation post, all that stuff that went along with it. Now, Packers general manager Brian Gutenkunst talked with the media yesterday about Aaron Rodgers, the subject of a possible trade involving Aaron Rodgers. Rogers and the situation came up, and here's how it sounded. Brian, if Aaron comes to you and says he, he wants a trade, are you going to be any more willing to trade him than you were last offseason, or are you still saying you're not trading him? Yeah, no, Matt, we're, those are kind of some hypotheticals. I don't think we're going to go down those roads right now. While you're waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision about his future and finalize that, how does that affect your other decisions for the organization going forward? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously everything around here kind of centers around the quarterback. That's kind of how we do things. So it's a big piece. It's a domino that um, kind of has to fall before we go down, you know, other avenues. So um, so it's important, you know, as we go through this and the, the puzzle pieces that we got to make fit, I think. So um, that's the first one to go. Now, uh, Gutenkunst also said later on that he had never promised uh, Aaron Rodgers for a trade uh, this offseason uh, when they spoke last offseason. But uh, thus, here we are. And that strikes me as a guy who's, uh, you know, pretty worn out knowing he's got a lot going on with the cap space, all the other issues happening there in Green Bay. A lot going on for Gutenkunst. Well, you saw yesterday they already restructured Kenny Clark's contract. Yeah. So they, they create a little more cap space there. They'll keep doing that regardless of Aaron Rodgers, I would assume, because they're so far over and they want to figure out Devontae Adams that they have to. Uh, but if they were going to trade away Aaron Rodgers, it would create a ton of space. They'd probably even have a little bit of room maybe for free agency to go out and sign some guys. So uh, there's a lot to figure out. I, I, just, I think the interesting thing about the quote, and obviously we didn't hear the sound of it, but you quoted it, was last offseason, it seemed like when Aaron Rodgers came back, the Packers said everything they needed to in order to appease him, at least to a degree, at least to get it to this point. And now it almost as if maybe Brian Gutenkunst is, it doesn't want to go down that road because he's concerned that gives Rodgers leverage. And as of right now, when you're a team who's got a player in the contract, you have all the leverage. So if the Packers really want to, and I do wonder if they're signaling this to Aaron Rodgers, they could just say to him, hey, we're not going to trade you. There's never been an MVP in NFL history that's been traded the following year. All right? We're not going to do it after a two-time MVP. Okay? So it's not going to happen. You either play for us or retire. They could take that hard stance if they wanted to. They really could. And I don't know that they're necessarily signaling that now. And, and, and then you'll hear, I don't want to play the hypothetical situation every single time you hear about negotiations, or usually, maybe besides Jerry Jones. But in this case, it's one in which I, I think they don't want to go down that road, at least not at this point, because things could get ugly. And I'm not saying they did between Brett and Green Bay, but I, I don't think they were in a good place when Brett decided to finally leave. Whew. So, you know, I start to think about in business – you have short-term goals, you have mid-term goals, you have long-term goals. And those short-term goals, that could be like a few months to a year. And mid-term goals, that's like, you know, year two, 
end of year, you know, three long term, you probably are saying it's around five, five years. What is Green? What was Green Bay's plan? That's what the first thing I start to think about, because you didn't just find your way into this salary cap situation that you have to correct. And I was thinking about that yesterday, but I kind of wanted to look some things up and figure in my mind, was I clear on this? And because we're talking about who they're going to restructure, I think you're 100% correct. They were going to restructure. Whoever they were going to, they're restructuring right now is who they were going to restructure. Whoever they were planning on letting go for one reason or another, they've probably already have gone over this and discussed it and, and have had it in a plan who who the guys that they're okay with letting go if they have to let go and replacing with guys that are either already on the roster or guys that you can fill the position with worthy free agents that, that will come available on the market or guys that you'll try to get through the draft or after the draft is over. So they have a plan that they're executing. What I got out of that conversation yesterday from Gunakuns, which I don't think I ever say his name correctly, but (laughs) anyway, what I took from that conversation is, one, they do definitively want Aaron Rodgers back. That is for certain that they want Aaron Rodgers back, in in my estimation. Two, now it's a matter of, can we play nice with one another and get get this done in a timely manner so that we can execute the rest of what we need to, to execute, knowing that this this domino fell in the proper place before we made a decision? Or is it going to drag out? Is it going to turn into a thing where it makes it more complicated and complex for what it is that we have to do because he demands um, so much attention in terms of what his his cap number is going to be? So, I, 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 I again, I think for Green Bay, it's it's imperative that they do – execute whatever it is that they felt they needed to execute going into this into this time period they need to try to execute that as best they can and if that's restructuring as as many contracts as they can while waiting on what's going to happen with with Aaron Rodgers then that's what they need to do and stay the course it didn't sound like he said anything where he took any pop shots no no underlying um, cryptic you know sayings or anything to read into it seemed very plain and clear so in well, your plan go, can go. I ask you this though do you feel go. like him saying that he never promised he wasn't going to trade him what happens if he did I mean, what was yeah. if there was a verbal agreement or there was like a verbal acknowledgement of, hey, look, if you don't want to be here after this year, we will gladly work it out. We'll, we'll figure out how to get you somewhere else. If that was said, first, but it wouldn't be the first or the last time. Oh, I know that. that. Yeah, I'm just okay. saying right. that's where I feel like you're looking at something like Aaron Rodgers, is the type of guy that if he gives you his word, he gives you his word. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to give you his word. And if if they, if they back away from the word, it's I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem. And that's what I'm most interested to see is if there's a reaction, if there's a response, if there was something that was said last year in order to appease Aaron Rodgers before the 2021 season. And now Brian Gutenkunst is going back on that because once again, he did what they didn't think he was going to do. I mean, let's be real. Like I I know no one's using Jordan Love and the decision to trade up and draft him 
as the reason why we're having these conversations. But if Jordan Love isn't there, there is no sense of a time clock. Like, when's it going to happen? When's he going to leave? Or when's he going to retire? Like, I don't care if Aaron Rodgers says it. I don't care if Brian Gutenkunst or Mark Murphy says it. The decision to draft Jordan Love started a clock. And everyone in their minds thinking, okay, we've seen this story before with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. At what point in time are they going to move on to Jordan Love? And so in one instance, you had the organization betting against Aaron Rodgers doing what he did the last two years. He proved them wrong. And now you, you find yourselves in a situation where you're saying, man, if we could just go back and not have Jordan Love. Because you're not having any of these issues right now. Aren't, aren't they figuring out ways of getting everything under the cap just to go try to win another Super Bowl? Like, isn't that what you're doing and purely focused on right now? There's all this speculation because of the decision they made. And again, you can say that, hey, the Jordan Love draft pick didn't bother me if you're Aaron Rodgers. But you wouldn't be having this conversation if he wasn't there. Like, I almost feel like if they could find a way of moving him, and especially considering there's some options, there's some teams out there where it might make some sense, that would solve all of this. Because then it's like, well, there's, there's no real reason for him to leave. He might as well play the next year, two years, maybe three years at this point. He's, he's young enough. He's playing well enough. I, I also wonder, I don't even know if it's the fact that they drafted Jordan Love, because Aaron Rodgers, I think the, the conversation was, well, they didn't tell him what they were going to do. I, I don't buy that for a second. If they had told him still that they were going to draft a quarterback, I, I still think the clock would have been started, and Aaron Rodgers still would have been pissed off about it. I, want, I wonder this, though, as far as where they're at with him and you know playing hardball and all that and promising a trade or not promising a trade, this is really what sparked all that stuff pre-draft last year right wasn't he under the ex uh, uh, under the assumption that they were trying to work on a deal and maybe they backed out at the last minute because that was some of the reporting as to why yeah. all of a sudden his fr- frustration became public if they end up doing that two years in a row what the hell are we in for yeah but they're allowed to do that so I, I understand but and, and again and whether the rules of engagement turns Aaron Rodgers off or not that's still his employer like, you will always, until the end of time, hear things that are inconsistent between employees and employers. And I think that that has to be taken into consideration. And listen, if I have a star employee that is the best employee in the, in the industry, in the industry, for the second year in a row, their performance was is so high that it's, it, it garnered them being recognized as the best in the game. I'm not letting that employee get away. And I don't care what I said, and I don't care what that person feels in the sense of we have to talk through and we have to figure it out because this is where you work. And until that changes, then you have to deal with what the circumstances are, just like we have to. I could say and do things that I may have not necessarily meant. I apologize for that. Maybe in the moment I did say we'll trade you. But I'm not going to continue to say we're going to trade you because we're not going to trade you. Right, but that's that's from the employee standpoint, though. I mean, you have to understand. That's from the employer's standpoint. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, at the end, in the end, that's really all that matters until no, it doesn't that's matter. Not true. It doesn't. Okay, that's well. not true. Because he, he, he could easily say, "Then uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to go play." It might actually put you know Devontae Adams in a position where he says, "I'm not going to play for you either." Like you might start to but have they the have dominoes, to, they, but they then they what? They put the franchise tag, and then, and then what do they do? He just doesn't show up. A la Le'Veon Bell, 
And so you can go these routes if you want, but we've seen times before where players have utilized their platform and they've said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to But they're do not it. getting what they want. They're not, well, they're not, not necessarily not a, getting what they as want. As you said, not in the short term, but in the midterm, right. long term, they might. Le'Veon yeah. Bell eventually did get out. He did get another contract. We can debate whether or not he left that money on the table under the franchise tag year when he left Pittsburgh, but he ultimately got what he wanted. It might not have been exactly what he wanted, but he got it. I mean, Deshaun Watson, before the legal issues, wasn't going to play for Houston anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the, and the legal issues came up. So that kind of changed the narrative. But the reality was he was never going to go back and play for him anyway. And he was still getting his money. Yeah. Sometimes so, the rabbit so, gets the gun, Brady. I, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. Well, but and that's where I'm not getting this, what he wants out of it. This though. will be an instance where if he doesn't want to be in Green Bay, which, I, I, again, I, I find it unlikely now only because of the, the moves they've made. They're, they've already brought in Tom Clements. That was, that was move one. The next move is then getting Adams under a long-term deal, which may take longer, but they'll use the franchise tag. They'll try to figure out those terms if they can. Maybe they get it done before the end of the franchise tag window. And then it'll be about restructuring Randall Cobb. If you see the Randall Cobb restructure happen soon, <laughs> and like, I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's a done deal. It's just nobody, a matter, matter of when. Because nobody's given Randall Cobb the type of money the Packers are going to give him, right? Like nobody no, no, values no him the way he No one's going to give him the type of money yeah. he, he got last year to play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, just, that was just the reality of it. Man. Uh, well, listen, uh, you know, good for him. Get, get paid while you can. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We go over uh, to the great Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, uh, who, uh, from our understanding, uh, we have got uh, insiders. Uh, you're not the only insider on this show. We do have reports coming out of Vermont, uh, Albert, that you are uh, what on a ski trip. Is that what's happening here, or what's going on? Yeah, yeah. so I'm in the car again. So, uh, it's, and again, <laughs> it's to get away from the kids. Um, so, you guys don't have all that noise in the background and it's six degrees here right now so we're gonna see how today goes i don't know I'm, the, the kids are supposed to be in ski school today uh, and uh we got early signs of rebellion um, <laughs> so <laughs> Jeez. it's six degrees albert <laughs> I don't. Like, is that child abuse if I put them in school? <laughs> I mean, it's not good. <laughs> it's kind of cold. <laughs> That's kind of funny. You laughing it off, <laughs> Albert? Can I ask you a question? Uh, this is because I, I, we don't experience that sort of cold out here in Southern California. But I got to ask you a question: If you're in those temperatures. Is beer even an option, or are you going straight hard alcohol, like on the rock stuff, because you don't want to deal with the chill from a cold beer can? It's a great question. No, I mean, like, after you go ski, well, I mean, like, it's not like, when you're, when you're outside, you're, you're in, you have so many layers on, um, and if you're skiing in it, it actually, like, warms you up some. You do get you know, like, yeah. So, and then you get in the car, and when you get in the car and you got all this gear on, now all of a sudden, you're, like, sweating. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like sort of like a weird situation that way. By the time you get back to wherever you're staying, a lot of times you actually do want to have a beer. Huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's, I, I would say, I would say hard alcohol is usually 
I would say in temperatures like this, usually the best way to go. But on a ski trip, it can kind of vary a little bit based on everything you do to make sure that you don't get hypothermia out there. How about that? There is. Well, thanks for coming on, Albert. Yeah, really, I mean, if you guys can tell, yeah, I mean, if you guys can tell, you might you have to really like skiing to be out in this stuff. Hey, Albert. Speaking of super cold conditions, the Aaron Rodgers saga continues to to be written. The you know Gunkuns Gutenkunz comes out. I don't know if I said it correct. Uh, he did, yeah. I got it. All right. He he comes out and and has to say what he has to say. What was your interpretation of of what he had to say after? Uh, obviously, we heard from Aaron Rodgers the day before. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the backers are still being careful, you know. And I and I I understand like that there was the whole thing about him saying, well, I didn't promise him that. Um, yeah, I think right now the Packers, again, are just I, I, like where they were last summer to some degree. I think they understand this is a delicate situation. Um, and, you know, like I, I also think he doesn't want to give up his negotiating position if he does wind up in a position where he, where he has to trade him. So, you know, I think it's sort of a tightrope that Brian Gutekunst has to walk there. But I, I will say this, like, and I think I said this to you guys last week, like, this is, a, from a personal standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, is in a much better place than it was a year ago. Um, you know, like Gutekunst has, for the most part, I think, you know, mended his relationship with, with Aaron Rodgers, Mark Murphy, too. And those two guys were guys that, you know, he had a huge problem with last year. Those guys couldn't get a return phone call from him in January and February of last year. So they're in a much better place. And I think, you know, where this thing is right now is all the way around it's going to be sort of, professional decisions and you know for the Packers if he if Rodgers decides to stay then the professional decision becomes you know like what do we do to extend him how long do we want to extend him for what do we guarantee him uh for Rodgers himself obviously the professional decision now is whether or not he believes the Packers can put the same type of team around him they put around him the last three years and then of course if he wants to be traded the, the, the professional decision for the, the Packers would be how do we how do we get the most for him? Um, because obviously he's going to have some say over where he wants to go to. Albert, I've got to follow up because we, we mentioned it earlier just about with the Jordan Love situation and kind of how he plays into all of this. Does he not? Is it just, hey, this dude's been the MVP in back-to-back years. We didn't foresee that happening when we traded up the draft Jordan Love. Is it, do they try to move on from him? Do they somehow keep him on the roster? But then have to make a decision on his fifth-year option, and I'm not really sure yeah. how you can know much at this point. I mean, what happens to Jordan Love in this whole scenario? So I think there's like one of three things, you know, and the, the first one's the obvious one. If Rodgers isn't on the team next year because he's retired or is he's traded, well, then obviously Love's going to be the starter. Um, if Rodgers comes back in some sort of like last dance scenario where it's like I'm playing one more year and that's that, which is sort of what this was supposed to be, um, well, then you hold on to Love because you do have him under contract for 2023. It would lead to a tough decision on that fifth-year option, um, you know, because obviously, you know, if, if Rodgers is your starter next year, Love's still in the roster, you may not know a ton more about Love. Um, but I think you sort of deal with that as it comes um, because, you know, you want to have a backup plan on your roster and Love's got two years um, in your system. And then the third scenario which would be, I think, the most complicated one when it comes to Jordan Love, would be like, all right, like we're gonna we're gonna bring Rodgers back and we're gonna extend him for two years. Right. So then it becomes, what do we like? What can we get back from him? 
for him. Right. And I actually texted with a couple execs this morning, Brady, who said to me, one said they, they, would, they think the market for him would be a third-round pick. The wow. next one said that he thought the market would be a fourth-round pick. Yeah. So if that's true, and I don't know that there isn't a team out there that might get more than that, but if that's true, I mean, keeping Jordan Love around as an insurance policy might be more valuable than a third, third or fourth round pick to you. Yeah. So I think it's complicated because his value is sort of in a weird place right now. What I find interesting about his value is if he was in this quarterback draft class, though, he'd be viewed a lot yeah. more favorably. I, I don't know oh, that yeah. I'd put him above Kenny Pickett because of the year he had. But I'd put him right up there next to Malik Willis and, and next to Matt Corral. Yeah, and part of that, part of the issue with his value, then Brady, though, is where you are in his contract. If you draft Malik Willis or Matt Corral, you have him under contract for four sure, years. Sure. If you trade for Jordan Love, then you know you got him under contract for this year, and then you got to make a decision on a fifth-year option. Oh, by the way, the fifth-year option is fully guaranteed. You know, right. so I, I do think that there's that that piece of it where it's. You know, you'd be bringing him in. If you're taking a flyer on him, that's one thing. If you're giving up a two or a one to get him, well, that's a pretty significant commitment for a guy who's not under contract for very much longer. Uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, is there a um, – because we've talked a lot about the usual suspects as far as the quarterbacks that could be on the move this offseason. Russell Wilson's been brought up, the Deshaun Watson situation, Rodgers, obviously, et cetera, et cetera. Is there and maybe an under-the-radar quarterback move that isn't getting a lot of attention that you think we should be paying attention to based on some things that you've heard from people around the league? You know, I've been uh, I've been asked that question by a few people, Jonas. I, I, it's hard because we talk <laughs> about this you. stuff constantly. So, like, would it be Kyler then, I guess? You know what I mean? Like, I, like Kyler's the one where, you know, you look at him and – it's like, is he willing to, like, sort of hit the nuclear button if they don't want to give him a contract? Um, other than that, I mean, I, I don't know where it would be. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's the obvious one, like, on the next tier who's going to be moved. I think Kirk Cousins sticks in Minnesota. I think Derek Carr sticks in Vegas. You know, I mean, would Detroit listen if you called about Jared Goff? Maybe. That's not a seismic move. I'm just not sure where that next – big quarterback domino would fall just because we've talked about all this stuff so much over the last year I I feel like everything's sort of been covered so I mean Kyler would be the one where you know if if things get really bad like would he press the nuclear button but then with him is the nuclear button asking for a trade or is the nuclear button going and playing for the Oakland Athletics you know what I mean like it's just I, I, I don't know there's a whole lot of territory that we haven't covered already here. A.B., let's go to Pittsburgh. Uh, they bring in Brian Flores. I was one that, that went on record and said that I think it would be difficult, if not impossible, to get employment at, at the NFL at this point in time if you're Brian Flores. He ends up in Pittsburgh. You look at the Pittsburgh situation, it's a team that needs to improve uh, on both sides of the ball and yep. and could be a very pivotal moment in, in Mike Tomlin's career and for the franchise in general, losing Ben to retirement, trying to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback situation. 
it just seemed like an interesting time to make that type of hire with what's been connected or what's now connected to Brian Flores. What has been in in the media circles, in your circles, what has been the dialogue in terms of how that's being received? You know, I, I had a couple of people I talked to in the league, uh, LeVar, I think it's a phenomenal hire. Um, people that know uh, Flo, um, you know, feel like he's going to be able to bring a couple different things to the table for, for, for Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Number one is talent development. Um, and it's not just talent development with younger players. It's talent development with everybody. And if you look at the guys he worked with as a position coach in New England, um, you know, guys like Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy, he got them as old players, got the most out of them. Um, you know, when he was a safeties coach, he helped convert Devin McCourty from corner to safety. He helped resurrect Patrick Chung's career. He helped develop Theron Harmon. So he's got like a good, good amount of good history at, 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 at multiple positions, developing talent. And so this could be good for younger guys on Pittsburgh's roster. Could also be good for a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, who Brian Flores gave up on two years ago and knows pretty well. Could be good for, you know, a T.J. Watt or a Devin Bush. Like, I think anybody can benefit from, from, from Flo um, based on, like, his track record when he was just a defensive coach. You know, and then the second thing is what he's going to be able to bring in from an idea standpoint. And that's what's so interesting about the spot that Pittsburgh's in. You know, what they've always been um, defensively, and you guys know this, is the sort of defense that dictates terms to you, right? Like, and we do what we do, and we're going to make the offense deal with it. Well, Flores comes from a very different background than that. You know, his background in New England is, you know, being part of defenses that morph from week to week based on what the opponent's doing, like a true game plan type of team. And so I, I think, like, the, the, the infusion of new ideas is part of it, too. And I think that, you know, Mike Tomlin's going to be getting that from Terrell Austin, too, whose background's in Baltimore. So, you know, I think in a lot of different ways, you know, you're seeing Mike Tomlin being open-minded with some of these hires, beyond just, like, the obvious, the lawsuit and everything else. Like, you're seeing, like, where he's looking to bring new ideas in the building, and he's looking to bring in guys who he thinks can enhance his players. Now, as for the lawsuit part of it, I, I you know, just, if there was going to be a team that was going to step up and do this, it was going to be the Steelers. You know, the Rooneys have obviously been at the forefront for, of all of this for a long, long time. Um, and I think they believe that it's the right thing to do. And I think Mike Tomlin believes it's the right thing to do to give a really good coach an opportunity in a situation like this. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. I did want to ask you uh, quickly because I saw you make mention of it on your social media. Um, what was the, one of the first two thoughts that came to mind when you saw Jawan Howard throw a punch? Uh, being uh, being an Ohio State alum as you are, <laughs> when you saw Jawan Howard of Michigan throw a punch and an assistant coach for Wisconsin, what was one of the first two thoughts that came to your mind? Being an Ohio State alum. Uh. Well, Woody Hayes is off the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's amazing is how many people thought I was serious about that. <laughs> like the, the amount of people on Twitter, and I should have known it was coming, but the amount of people on Twitter that got so upset that thought I was dead serious when I said that. It's just freaking incredible. Well, I'm telling you, man, you can't be a comedian on Twitter. Like, no one has I a mean, sense of humor. Everyone's sensitive. It's awful. 
Cynical. I mean, too. I, 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 I feel like they should have like the maybe we should have like a Comic Sans like font, like where people will know you're being sarcastic. I don't know, but then that would take away from some of the classic responses you get from those people who do think you're being serious with stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, again, get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Albert, yeah, we always appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, have fun uh, skiing. Uh, stay warm, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, Good luck, guys. kids. Uh, there it is. Uh, Albert Breer, uh, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. So there's that scheme. I mean, I just hope degrees. they don't have an issue like um, – that Olympic skier had. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what uh, I would concerned be, by. Like, yeah, I didn't think that bad. was. I didn't think that was possible until mm. that article came out. Mm. Now I'm really concerned for pretty much anyone out there right now that's in single digit negative degree weather. Like, mm. bundle up, man. It's it bundle it, up. It, it's it's just, cold out there. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe. With Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it one. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so, uh, Troy right. Aikman, uh, some of the uh, reports out say that Troy Aikman's going to sign a uh, big money deal to go do Monday Night Football. Um, now, I don't believe that it's finalized, but I know the New York Post, uh, Andrew Marchand, um, uh, was saying that it's like a five-year deal, $17.5 million. Now, for those of you that have listened to Fox Sports Radio for a long time, um, you know that uh, like I have never gone on record and said anything about a big-time broadcaster getting that sort of money like i've never gone on record or said anything like that uh, at any point on this show whether it's tony romo or anybody like that uh, i think uh, all these guys by the way if tony romo gets 10 million dollars a year i'm getting a sex change taken out of context completely yeah he almost got 20 that's the crazy part not Uh, at all and we're still (laughs) we're still waiting for you to to really uh you know do do you know pay your well trust me it'll be a quick surgery a pair of loping oh, shears and uh you know some uh, hard alcohol and we're good to go um yeah. so here's uh, here's the uh, yeah little buffalo bill uh here's what was the song that was playing uh, when he was doing that there's it's a great oh, song too the nacho libre no, no, no. And, oh, and uh, oh. Silence of the Lambs. Like, what was the song that was playing in the background? Uh, let's I go live to I remember what song was playing in the background inside our lead oh, lap of the wow. Lambs. Uh, Wild Horses, I believe. Is yeah, I think that's what it was. All right, whatever. Uh, who cares? Um, so uh, so with Troy Aikman potentially leaving, yep. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, so when Troy Aikman uh, potentially leaving uh, to uh, to go to, <laughs> to go to ESPN for Monday Night Football, it does bring up the conversation if Fox has an opening for oh, the uh, you didn't do for, it right. Well, well, no, you didn't do it right. No, I'm just saying. No, no, no. I, I'm just okay. okay. Let me ask you this. Right. Yeah, just just take a step back. Okay, okay. I, right? I will. I'll take a All step right. back. 
Do you guys hear what Sean McVay said yesterday publicly? What? What did he say? That's where he was kind of boasting about one of his coaches, one of the coaches on his staff. Old Heem? Raheem Morris. Yeah. Hmm. He was boasting about how he thinks he should be a head coach. Obviously, he already has been. And, and by the way, I, I don't. I agree with him. It, it's not like, you know, it's it's odd. I, I just think it was interesting that he felt the time and the need to say it now, um, given everything that's going on. And there was some speculation that McVay might be the candidate to jump into the Monday Night Football booth. And so now, even though this isn't a done deal, it looks like it's going to be Troy Aikman. Again, not finalized. Looks like it's going to be. And who knows? It could be – it could have been all sorts of things. It could be leverage from Troy Aikman trying to get Fox, maybe if they want to keep him, to up their bid. It could be a legitimate play where he's saying, hey, it's, it's too much money to turn down. They're giving me Monday Night Football. They're giving me everything I want, so I got to go. Um, but if it does happen, and given some of the speculation about what McVay maybe – would like to do and some of the things he said I don't know you've got a network right there in LA in Fox that now has an opening for the number one job listen I'm I'm, I'm just saying there's there's a chance that I I think if you look at what's been put out there I think if Aikman leaves they'd have to take a big swing at who would be their number one guy and I think they would have to throw a lot of money at it and not find themselves in a position where they're scrambling to figure out who you that's going that to be. You think that would be McVeigh? I, I, I think they would knock on the door and ask. I think there's a lot of different directions we could take this in, right? Okay. Could, there could be your, your guy that just left, uh, Mr. Payton, that just left New Orleans. He could be a possibility. There could be the idea of Drew, Drew Brees being the guy. Under that contract they, with NBC. Could they buy him out? I mean, you said they got to throw a lot of money at Maybe, him. Maybe, I mean, but I wouldn't, you think, wouldn't you think Tariko and Brees went up taking over Sunday Night Football? I mean, that was, that's always been the plan, and Al Michaels is gone now. So maybe it's Collinsworth. Maybe they bring back Collinsworth, who once was with Fox. He comes back to Fox in that role. I mean, it's all up in the air. It's and I know we air. can. Yeah. Okay. I, I know we're all speculating at this point, but I'll say this much about TV networks. They will knock on the door and be told no. They have no problem with going through the motions of trying to figure out if someone's even thinking about it or planting that seed for future years. They will mm-hmm. knock on I promise you this, they will knock on that door if Aikman goes to Monday Night Football, and they will ask Sean McVay, and they will throw a lot of money at him. Troy Aikman is one of the best in the business. If Fox loses him and this does go final, they're going to want to make that splash move. And I don't think Sean Payton is a splash move. I don't even know if Drew Brees is a splash move. Sean McVay, you pry pry a head coach away from a Super Bowl-winning team, that's a splash move. And he's never, and I keep saying, he's never come out himself and said, I'm absolutely coming back next year to the Rams. His fiance has said it on her Instagram, LeVar, you can check right now and and, and prove it uh, right now here on the air. Check (laughs) right right now. I I have not revisited. I will not revisit out of out of respect yes you know, uh, <laughs> after you made so many jokes about how how dope you're you're you know a guy's 
chick is, you leave it alone. Okay, right? well, all. I just you could keep doing it, but I'm not going to do it. Well, you know, you know I you know right. she's asleep. I don't so want I can't. no awkward um, moments. I may see this fellow one day. She's you know I mean? okay. So she's made mention to it and said, "Oh, he's not coming," but he has never specifically said, "I am coming back this year." He's never specifically said it. If they come to him and if Fox says, "Hey, we'll give you you know a five year deal, fifteen million a year." How the hell do you not consider that? You walk away, you can come back at any time, and you know that your team has probably peaked at this point, and he can, he can at any point, he's 36 years old, in his early 40s, go and kick the tires on a head coaching gig again. I think I, it makes I a ton of it sense. Just, it just falls into what you feel, your purpose, your priorities, your, you know, your goals it just has to. I, I think you got to make your decision based off of that because if he still feels as though it's in coaching, then he's he's got to make a, a a hard decision. If he feels as though it's in a career change and the practicalities of having job um, earning capacity, you know, the earning capacity would be much longer for him in media than it would be. You know, the one thing. They, they, you know, a saying that was told to me before about coaching is coaching is like riding a, a motorcycle. It's those who haven't fallen yet and those who will fall, right? It is you are definitely going to get fired at some point as a coach. Like it happens yeah. to every single one. No one has ever gone from start to finish not not losing their job as a coach. So I just think that it comes down to what his interest is. Um, what they are, what where he wants to go with his career, because yeah, you can come back, but if you want to come back, I mean that's that's a, a, a conversation uh, at a different time. But you you have given yourself the opportunity to have longevity at something where you're you're not putting in the type of hours that you would be putting in coaching. I mean, I, I had an opportunity to call a game, and let me tell you something. I, I know you called games before, Brady. The 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 way you're treated when you go on the road is pretty phenomenal. I mean, it is like I was turned out. Like I was like, "Wow, this is what calling a game is." Like, if if I got to put in the work to be able to call a game really well, I would just for the simple fact that the amenities connected to going on the road are it's it's just phenomenal. So, the lifestyle that he would live and lead would really not change. In fact, it'd be better because he has more freedom to do a lot more things than if he were a coach. Eight and a half, I, eight and a half million a year. Sean McVay makes with the Rams. Tell me if they double that at Fox, he wouldn't consider it. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but but then the question begs the question: Why didn't they try to do it with Troy? Right? If Romo has set the market, and now Troy is trying to reset the market or surpass that, and he can't get it at Fox, an employer that he's been with for a long time, has done a tremendous job. You'd think that they, I mean, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't be willing to do that for a guy they've never seen in a broadcast booth. That's a big-time investment. The only thing that I keep thinking in the back of my head is, and I know John Madden worked for every network. Like, I, I know that. I most connected him to Fox. Like, for me, I just, I don't know why, I just, I felt like that was where he was most recognizable to me. Yeah. Uh, and so Madden and Fox, like, the two things that stand out the most when I think of John Madden, I think everyone's trying to find John Madden again. And mm. I don't know that, that 
Sean McVay would necessarily be that. But I'll tell you this much, he sounds like a little Gruden. And Gruden did one hell of a job when he was in broadcasting. I mean, he made Monday Night Football what it was. I mean, sitting in production meetings with him and talking to him and the way he'd go about the game, you know, McVay's got a lot of those qualities. And I could, I could see them wanting to say, hey, if we're losing this guy, let's bring in a guy that we feel like could have that sort of Gruden impact, can have that coach's impact, very similar to a John Madden who got into broadcasting at a very young age after having a lot of success coaching at a young age. And that's where it, it just reminds me of how this could be viewed, I think, for Sean McVay. Again, and this is all a what-if scenario, but if Aikman does leave to go to Monday Night Football and then all of a sudden Fox is saying, who's going to be our number one guy? And, and I think it would make some sense from that standpoint. I'm just more hurt the fact that we're not going to get any of that eight beer. Like, you guys know as well yeah, as I do that once if – this, if this happens – Troy will cut off all connection with us, and we're not getting any eight beer from him whatsoever with St. Patty's Day coming you up. Know, that's a it. great point. Uh, listen, Lee DeLapp, our executive producer, um, who knows famous people randomly, and he likes to just drop them. Like the other day, LeVar and I yeah, were in the studio, did. He definitely and Lee did. just says, oh, yeah, uh, Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendez come by my neighbor's house all the time. Well, what? the way he said it was, we were hanging at the house, you know, with – you know, guys, you know, Gosling was there. Yeah. And then Eva Mendez uh, delivered pizza. us cold yeah. pizzas. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, like, I, like, I hang out with uh, the, uh, the guy from Notebook and uh, the rocket ship that he's married to. And it's like, oh, okay, Lee, just drop that in our laps and say, oh, just a casual little uh, Tuesday here at Fox But can Sports I just Radio. say the creepiest part about the story was... <laughs> They did not eat the pizza yeah. because they were so. Can we go back. Wait, Eva Mendez brought you pizza. A- yeah, Ava, Ava Mendez. Yeah, the uh, leftover oh, Ava. pizza. Sorry, Lee. Sorry yeah. about it's that. Ava, what, do you, yeah. what do you mean? What yeah, do you say it correctly. Ava. He yeah. sees Ava. her. Mm, she delivers I mean, pizzas to them. To begin so with. It's say like, her name correctly. She, she gave us their leftover pizza, and I wasn't about to eat it. I put it in the freezer. Stayed there for a while. God, that's creepy. Yeah, it's weird. That's pretty creepy, giggity, man. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Yeah, that's pretty. Here, have our leftover it, pizza. It, yeah, put yeah, this in the freezer. She didn't regurgitate open the freezer it. And look at it. <laughs> like, what do you think? What, what are you, a baby bird? I'm going to look at this frozen pizza in the box that came from Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez. Looks like Eva. It's Eva, apparently. Yeah. Lee, she didn't. You're not a bird. You think she's going to feed it to you? Like she <laughs> ate it and put it back on the plate, and then you can like uh, save it there for a better. Do you still have it? No. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You yeah, right. <laughs> said no that's, quick. That, is that thing is Lee, still sitting there. Lee, how long did you have uh, what Mendez's pizza, whatever? It was probably a while, but to be fair, there's a lot of stuff in that in that freezer that's been there. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, I bet you Lee's girlfriend sees him standing there in front of the refrigerator in the freezer, and that. now we will right. know why he's the sideline like, dude in front of the refrigerator. She's, she's like, Lee, you've been looking for your keys in your pocket for a long time there. I don't know. <laughs> Why is on. it? It's not that hot outside. Why is it that you're trying to air condition yourself in front of the freezer? Unbelievable. Every time I'm in the kitchen, you're in the kitchen. Uh, but Lee, in can, the freezer. Lee, can you pull some strings and get some eight beer? I've, I've been trying. To, there might be a reason.
reason why we've been ghosted by uh, by Troy lately. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. terrible, man. That's too bad. I guess I'm more interested. Been in the works. Can you get Ava Mendez <laughs> to deliver pizzas, leftover pizzas, by I'll, the way? I'll get on that. To the studio. All it's right. Like, okay, cool. All right. It's like when, when Lee dropped it on us that his dad was in the movie it was uh, so a Back to the Future. Like his yeah. dad was the drummer in uh, the Pinheads, Michael J. Fox's band in Back to the Future. I was like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, you didn't know that? I was like, no, Lee, I didn't know that. Like, I, I had no clue. Just drops Lee, these little tidbits. might be the most random person yeah. I know. He is. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, there's just so much, like, unique, <laughs> hey, random stuff about you that I learn every time I, I, I'm in studio with you. Get the Hold on. Out. Hey, Birdo, did you know the mic was on yeah, just now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, you know, you know, that might have offended some listeners. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> no, nah, we didn't hear it. We didn't so, hear it. Uh, for those of you listening on the iHeartRadio app in uh, Tijuana, I want to apologize for the did language you Lee? just did. I mean, did, did Berto say something? <laughs> he did. I didn't Racist. hear it. Oh, no. Oh, oh man. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Oh. All right. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you during the break. Uh, coming up this next, is the podcast. Though, 